0: Welcome to the Sacred Collective, where we have honest conversation and no judgment. Discuss theology and current events in an open and thoughtful setting. Say things you are too afraid to say in church. We welcome your beliefs, we welcome your ideas. Join us. Find us out on Facebook at Sacred Collective Twin Cities. Enjoy. We're welcome to the Sacred Collective. It's March 8th, 2018. Today we're going to talk about morality. It's a good one. Uh, but before we get into it, let's do uh, check-in. I know it feels like we're in school. Um, I'm Brian um, and I think what we're gonna try is this is our new kind of kickoff intro. Um, kind of just go with kind of like our religious background. We don't just you can say what you grew up or where you're at in your faith journey, whatever faith spectrum. Um, cause we want people to know if they listen, want to come out or just listen that no matter where you're at on a journey, um, your voice and your listening is welcome. So as I said, my name's Brian. Um, I grew up in the Assemblies of God, which is very Pentecostal, very evangelical. Um, I'm far from that now. Um, I'm part of the United Church of Christ, but really don't like a label. Um, what I'm like. A phrase that I like that suits me is, uh, I don't know why, but a mystical agnostic. Mm -hmm. Partly because I'm mystical because I don't think that a human being can understand the ideas and concepts of an unknowable um, kind of galaxy, universe, and God. Um, But I'm mystical because when I do, you know, read a good theology book, I'm out in nature I feel like I sense more of the divine out there than I do like in church. And I'm agnostic, not meaning that I don't believe in some sort of higher power, but agnostic of I really can't classify and conceptualize what God is like most other people say that they can. And that's just me, but do I call myself a Christian? Yes. But I like to phrase mystical agnostic because I kind of fits me where I'm at in my head.
1: I am Amanda. I also grew up Assemblies of God, a conservative denomination, in a small conservative town in the middle of a small conservative state. Uh, I, I don't know if it would really make a lot of sense, but the few words that I feel like describe me now is a conservative liberal. I'm conservative still on certain things, but very open, not conservative in a closed-minded way. But not liberal in a closed-minded way because you can be closed-minded on both sides. Uh, I feel like that really kind of describes describes me right now. I'm not really like in one camp or the other, but just kind of feeling out to see what I think, what I believe on things.
2: My name is Joshua. I'm a spiritually leaning atheist. Um, Studied religion since 2003. Um, Fascinates me. I spend lots of time working on it and um, thinking about it and talking about it and uh, love having open conversations about it, about all kinds of spiritual leading things. Um, but that's all I have for now.
3: I'm Kayleen. I grew up ELCA Lutheran. i um, not really sure what I define myself as now. I've gone to a lot of different churches and <laughs> You know, I <clears throat> talk to people about spirituality because I was a chaplain for a while. And so I'm open to talking to people wherever they're at. And I think that that's really important to me. Whatever's going on, I'll talk to them about whatever it is and hopefully have a good, honest conversation about where people are at.
4: Very cool. Well, uh, I'm Caleb. I was raised in the Bible Belt Southern Baptist Hardcore fundamentalist I pushed against that pretty hard uh, For a while Got kind of new agey And now I've landed I consider myself an agnostic Christian Um, I'm not sure if I believe that God is a being I think maybe God is love Maybe a suspended idea That we all kind of Hold up, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I like the phrase "God is the ground of being," Will Tillich. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's why I say agnostic. But I I love the teachings of Christ and, and Christianity. There's stuff in the Bible I don't agree with, but um, I, yeah, I'm still comfortable defining myself as a Christian.
0: Awesome. Um, I have a couple questions to kind of steer us in a good direction, but. The first question is way too uh, open-ended. But I'll do the second question. Um, Amanda tossed this idea around a couple weeks back because they're – and hopefully this person doesn't listen to it. I'm not going to say names. But a family member uh, close to me, um, we were talking, hanging out. I'll just say that. Um, and he is very – Rigid in his views, very black and white. Like my way's right, everyone else's is wrong. I love him, but he. We were talking about something, and he said a phrase that both the man and I kind of like our like question mark. Like if we had a question mark, the, like a, like a light bulb question mark, one up above our head, and he was trying to say that only religious people. Mm. It's technically only Christians have a sense of morality a moral, a moral compass to do good and we both thought that was BS but Amanda and I agree with her thought it was a good idea to throw out to the sacred collective and whether you're here in person or listening to us online. Um what people think about that is there validity to that or do they think it's just bullshit total bullshit bullshit yeah
1: <laughs> nothing's better than a controversial topic saying that just the religious people are exclusive to one thing so why not bring it up here
2: i think if you yeah if you're looking for morality and you look for it in the bible this is from bill Maher, but he says you'd have better luck looking for it in the rick james bible <laughs> james bible um because there's lots of like nasty stuff that happens. The, oh, yeah. the coolest thing about the Hebrew scriptures to me is that they have the thing that calls out the bullshit in it. So like the prophets are in there, which is you know the thing that's calling the religion like you guys are doing it wrong. You know what I mean? But it's in the thing, and I'm glad we have that part of our tradition. You Because know? I do. I mean, I was raised Catholic, so I do still consider myself a Christian. Because in, in the Western world, you can't really not. Mm-hmm. You know, in a certain way.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a buddy who's a Calvinist and it sounds like he and your family member might get along really, really well. Uh, he told me, he made the assertion that without a belief in God, then a person, yeah, a person can't have a moral compass. There, there's no reason for morality. And I was like, well, how about, you know, the golden rule? How about treating other people the way you want to be treated? And he's like, well then, but who, who, who would give you that rule? Who would enforce that rule and I was like well how about just don't be a dick to people yeah. and he was like well no you need a God to tell you that and it's like does he think that if he didn't believe in God that he would just lose all all his morality because I don't think he actually would but does he does he think that you know that that without it he would just be a serial killer or like you know go like, batshit crazy, I mean, I don't know.
1: Well, if you don't have uh, faith or religion to you know rely that on and bounce that back on, then you have to take responsibility for your own actions, how you think, how you treat other people, the things that you do. You don't have a religion or a faith to say, well, my God or my faith says this or that, so that's why I'm doing this, something that's good, or I'm treating someone nicely you don't have that to fall back on. You actually have to take responsibility and think for yourself, why am I really doing this? Am I doing it just because I want to get a free get-out-of-hell card or because Mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. to take care of other people because that's why we're all here as humans to take care of each other? Mm -hmm.
0: I just think it's a very arrogant thing to say um, in any faith, really, but especially Christianity because as family member is, you know, uh, open Christian, and it, I, I think when any religion though specifically says you can only be good or have a moral compass or have morality because this set deity instills it inside of you, you're pretty much saying that anybody who is not part of your faith, whether they're Buddhist, an atheist, uh, you know, Hindu, then they can't they can do good but they can't do as good as per se this god tells you to do stuff and that just that should just raise your you know red flags to anybody and i think especially in, in our culture now even like you, there's even conservative christians who have a bs detector you know, like, I think it's changed from, like, more evangelical, like, conservative Christians from, let's say, the 70s or 80s can, even now, like, even millennial Christians and the, and the whole thing. Like, if you say, well, only only God can do this, only God can do that, they might be like, mm, well, you know, there, there's that ambiguity. So, I feel like when someone says, I, I, I mean, to me, it doesn't even make logical sense. It's not even like a logical, coherent Phrase when someone's like, oh, you can only be a Christian and have a moral compass. Because I feel like if you're a human being, you know, as an adult, like you don't have to have a God or a religion to tell you to do good things. Like you were saying, Caleb, you should just do the golden rule. You should just be nice to other human beings. Why? Because if they're another human being, regardless of... Of religion, gender, you know, sexual orientation, whatever, you should be nice to another human being because we're all human beings and we need to be nice to one another.
4: Yeah, and even without that sense of, um, you know, that, that good-hearted kind of uh, humanistic approach, what goes around comes around. If you're if you're an asshole to people, then they're going to treat you the same way. Like no, no one's going to do you a favor if you're mean to them. You know, you can even justify it almost selfishly by saying, do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? Yeah. I would say though having
2: like a set of ethics changes that because the, like, what I do, I have people who are definitely assholes to me and I'm still nice to them. Right. Sure. But it's also sure. that's my job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a little different. Right. But it's a job I take seriously, you know, but that's more of an ethical thing because uh-huh. I, I know I have other, you know, people that I work with who they'll just cut that person off. Right. Say fine. You're done. Yeah. right And that's that's just part of their ethical code. Where I'll, I'm not trying to show people Jesus, even though that's part of what I'm supposed to do with my job. Um, I'm just trying to show them a better way. Or like, yeah. Totally. Right, yeah. They have dignity, just like I have dignity, and we all we should all respect and work together.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all. I want to clarify. I'm all, I'm all for. You yeah. Turning the other yeah. cheek and everything. I'm just saying that if you really wanted to break it down you know, it goes around, comes around.
2: Yeah, yeah, karma is definitely something that's not just in one religion. Uh-huh. You know, it's like when you break down um, exoteric versus esoteric. So, exoteric is the, the things we have, the temples, the churches, the books, the scriptures, and the esoteric is the inward, you know, the the meaning, what do these symbols mean? And so, when we have the esoteric, I would, I would argue that almost all religions are the same. Mm, absolutely. You know, like, it, I think Buddha said this. I'm not a good scholar of that, so don't quote me, but... He said if you're looking for water, you don't dig six one-foot holes. You dig one six-foot hole. Mm. And so kind of what he's saying is pick just pick a religion and dig into it. Mm. And no matter how f- – once you get to the water, which is what everyone's trying to get to, you know, the good stuff, the spirituality, the, the love, the, the kindness, the why should we treat each other well? Like that's the water. That's what we're trying mm. to get to. But if you don't dig deep enough, if you just do a little bit of everything – you never really find roots that's good and so that's why for me even though there's lots of things in like the modern day church that I abhor and think are terrible like there's still something there in that well but most people are worshipping the well not the water you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so when you worship the well which is, you know, like your church or, you know, like, this is our church. It's like, well, that's, that's great. I'm glad you're proud of it. But you're starting to worship the thing. Right. And not get at the mm-hmm. deeper part that why are we doing the thing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I think that also goes into orthodoxy and orthopraxy, where orthodoxy is the right doctrine. Where, right I mean, beliefs. and, and you, like, you have to have the right beliefs going to church, not swearing, not whatever you want to say that it is, depending on your Christian worldview. But... People want to have an orthodoxy, but they don't have orthopraxy, which is the right practice. Because I think God, if you are a Christian and you view it that way, I think God would care you have a right practice, which is love, you know, inclusion, that as long as you don't have the, like, who cares if you don't have the right doctrine? Yeah, um, like you can not
2: believe God? The spaghetti monster can still do great things for people. Exactly, <laughs>
0: and I don't think God, whatever God is, he, she, it, you know, spirit, ground of being, love, a force, whatever you want to call God. I don't think any, most well people here at the table won't care. My family member would shit bricks if I said uh, God was not male. Sorry, um, but yeah, like. To me, that totally makes sense that, like, you have to have right practice. And I think that's what's destroying kind of Christianity before our eyes here, at least in America, is what Josh was saying. I think we – there's something in that hole, like in that well, but we're not – we're worshiping the well itself and not worshiping – And not getting life from the water. Yeah, and we're not getting life from that water, which is we're going to church and worshiping the idea of church, the ritualism, which – There's nothing inherently wrong with ritualism, but when you're worshipping ritualism and you're not worshipping the God and what that God tells you to do, then that's a fundamental
3: problem. Mm -hmm. Worshipping the thing or like doing it just because we've always done it that yeah. way or okay. you know
2: i think that most people's religion is about identity and not about belief absolutely because when you start it's like you look at the crazy like the holy fools or the saints uh dig for deeper roots podcast with mark Van he goes through all he his first episode of the holy fools he talks about these people who you know they're in a monastery and someone needs something and they start giving stuff away and they're like well i don't need it so you can have it and everyone's like you can't just give everything away and the person's like well, why not like, why can't I? And it's like, they're doing the right thing, but they have the wrong, be- you know, they have the wrong beliefs. So like, this guy's an idiot, you know? Uh, but he's actually doing the thing that we're all supposed to be doing. You know? So, so like, Saint like Fran- St. Francis. Like Saint- I know. Yeah, I was Saint just Francis. thinking
3: that St. Francis, like, and he's, Mark's really big on St. Francis too, yeah. but like, Yeah.
2: Well, they actually have a branch of Catholicism called the Franciscans who mm-hmm. are not really considered Orthodox Christians, no. but they're allowed to be in the church because St. Francis was so influential. Yeah. Well, also, uh,
0: yeah, Mark, our friend, has his podcast, what it's called Deeper, Deep Roots. But some this kind of ties in to, um, I listened to a podcast today called The Deconstructionists, yes. and highly recommend it as two good dudes from Columbus. But they had uh, Paul Knitter, Paul F. Knitter, who is probably one of the last remaining kind of like founders of what you call theology of religions, um, also known as like pluralism. And his story was really fascinating because he was talking about like how he was raised Catholic, Roman Catholic, wanted to go to be a priest, kind of be a missionary priest. And, you know, did all, I mean, I guess we thought all of us here at the table went to seminary, it was long, but it was a 14-year process for him to be a priest. Plus, he was a priest for nine years, and then he realized when that happened, he's old, he's like 80, and so right when he got to Rome to study in Rome at the Vatican, which I guess a lot of priests did back then, this was in the early 60s, it was right when Vatican II broke out. Like, he was there during Vatican II, which I'm not going to talk about Vatican II. Look it up. It's pretty sweet. Changed Catholicism and changed all the church. Mm -hmm. And he realized right then and there where what he was taught about, like, God sending people to hell with having the wrong belief system, whatever. Um, It's a fascinating journey. Um, He has a book called No Other Gods? Question mark? Um, where he de- he dives into, like, how do we know that if someone who believes in Buddha doesn't really go to heaven, like, maybe that person sees God in that or whatever. And he has a book, um, I forget the exact title, but his it's a whole book, so pretty much him being influenced by Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And he can't be a Christian without divorcing his identity as Buddhism, or being a Buddhist as well. So... That's not necessarily into morality, but I do think kind of dealing with morality. Um, I think a lot of us at the table would uh, kind of agree that morality is not based on religion. It's irregardless of religion. But whatever religion you are, you shouldn't do morality because, quote unquote, that God or that belief system tells you to do it. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, yes. Okay. Well, and I feel like a lot of people, if you ask them, are quick to tell you uh, what their religious belief or affiliation is. And if you ask them, they're quick to tell you what their denomination or their religion says they should believe. But if you ask them specifically, well, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Other than giving the answer, well, that's what my religion says. And having this list, but kind of like you said earlier, Josh, that, you know, kind of really saying why they believe what they believe, they hesitate or don't always have an answer just because it's either out of necessity to have an identity and saying, I need to have some kind of religious identity. I don't need to be able to say what it means for me, but I just have to have that identity. And so much is tied to just having that identity that...
2: Well, it's, a, it's a crazy like mm-hmm. I'm not I don't mean to shit on evangelicals but I think like 70% of evangelicals believe that the American needs to be Christian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like at least that's part of it like a big part of it yeah. and a shockingly large number of more liberal denominations feel the same like 40 to 50% feel the same way like to the is to be a Christian and that's I mean that's all identity politics you know this is my tribe and we're tribal people you know we, and do. we love ritual we love that stuff um trying to get out of it is when you get killed you know like when you when you try to say you know you point at the thing and be like no but that that's not it I'm pointing you can't see this (laughs) but you're like no no that's what we're supposed to be doing and those are the prophets those are the people who get killed like Amos is one probably my favorite book in the Bible Mm -hmm. and like he speaks the truth to power and of course he died of course he gets killed you know um there is Seth Martin the Menders have a song about it, and it, if you look it up, Seth Martin the Menders just look up Amos song. It's unbelievable, but about speaking truth to power and just doing. Just I don't know. I don't think I'm uh, like brave enough to do that. Um, I can like I can like like jab at it and point fun <laughs> like a comedian doing it, but like to really mm-hmm. like I have a couple friends that I think are really doing that. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'd love to go to your rally. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, work is long. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: uh-huh. I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that. Yeah. Um, but maybe.
1: Well, I find it interesting when there are some Christians that say that having a moral code lies within Christianity, which especially nowadays, and you could say this five years ago, ten years ago, maybe even farther back but the word Christian just leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. Mm. You almost don't want to say you're a Christian because yeah. they'll say, oh, you're one of those people. You're hateful. Mm-hmm. You, you segregate people, this, this, and the list goes on where, you know, why, why is there such a bad name? If someone was to look at, say, an atheist, other than a lack of, you know, a belief in, in, in a God or, you know, anything else like that. When someone says atheist, do a lot of people, does that leave a bad taste in their mouth unless they're just offended because they're a Christian and they don't understand why someone could say that they're an atheist and believe that? You don't hear of all these hateful things you know going on. You don't have atheists who are you know protesting, say, an abortion clinic or you know things like that. You don't hear these bad things. So then how, how can someone say that a moral code lies within Christianity? Those two things contradict themselves. When
2: I'm grabbing my phone, I'm actually trying to look things up because you're reminding me of stuff.
1: It's the good thing about smartphones. Power is. at your fingertips. It
3: is. I did an internship with a Buddhist when I was doing my chaplaincy training, and it was very interesting the different perspectives that we all brought to the table and for him, it was just a matter of fact, you know, like this person did this and, and, and that's why they're like this. And we were all like, no, there has to be some sin or some religion or something, you know, and then we figured out that we were all coming at it from a different perspective. It wasn't a judgment call on his part. It was just a fact for us. It was a judgment based mm-hmm. on religion. And we were all like, whoa, whoa, this is different. You know, it was about a homeless person and the he was like well this person made some bad choices and and that's why they're like this and then we were all like oh what yeah i don't know we were not all about religion (laughs) i don't know it was so different and once we figured out that we were looking at it from different perspectives we were like oh but he's just being matter of fact he wasn't being mean it wasn't a Mm -hmm. judgment call it wasn't anything it was just the way it was and for us it was steeped in judgment what does that say
2: i also think too like From different religious perspectives, like whatever religion you're from, if you study another religion, it's basically just learning a different language. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you just, like, you're like, oh, that's what you're saying. You know, nothing's changed here. You're saying sort of the same thing I'm saying. You just have a different vocabulary. You have different symbols. You have different stories. But we're all pointing towards that same water. Yeah. That same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we're trying to get to the same water, but we're all using different words. Because then I mean, growing up Catholic, I mean the imagery in a Catholic church is everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like you, I mean the reason they did that was because a lot of people couldn't, you know, read okay. couldn't read or write, mm-hmm. so it was iconography. Yeah. You know, iconography um, is everywhere, and that's why there's yeah. such a strong reaction against it. And like it's Protestant churches, it's because they want didn't want to be Catholic. They didn't want idols. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, because if you ever been into a mosque, I mean, there's there's I mean you cannot depict the prophet whatsoever. You know, or God in any way. Mm-hmm. And so they have beautiful, different kind of art, but it's a very stylized religious art that's almost indistinguishable. Like when you walk into the Bloom Mosque, you're, you're not going to forget what that looks like. But that's their story. You know, where you walk into a Catholic church, and for, like, for me, the first thing I see is the Stations of the Cross that are all around the building. Mm-hmm. You know, do you guys are all familiar with Stations of the Cross? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that's in these little statues all over the church, so you can see Jesus' march towards his death, you know? I mean, it's heavy, you know. Mm, yeah, um, growing up Catholic, religion was always a very heavy thing. But also, like my parents weren't very religious. I would, I would say, there's a different term. So, like my parents were religious, but they, like, they didn't sit down and talk about Jesus. You know, like I don't remember praying before meals. Um, I don't remember Dad asking me what the pastor, like the priest, was talking about Sunday. Like I don't remember any of that thing happening. But I think in different churches I've been in now that's something that the family does throughout the week where it's like the church is the the focal point then for us the church is definitely a community point and like I hung off a lot of Catholic kids, surprise you know like like I'm sure we're in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota I'm sure a lot of Somali families hang out with Somali families, you know because they feel they're accepted, they're Mm -hmm. safe it's just that's where they're comfortable like the Jewish community here isn't very big So they stick together, you know, because they have this thing. And even smaller churches, so like the Mennonite denomination, they hang out together, you know. I don't know if UCC is like that, but it's not very big, is it?
0: No, the UCC, I mean, it's for a mainline denomination, like when I mean mainline Protestant, more like Episcopalians, Presbyterians, the UCC is in that. And I would say worldwide, worldwide, there's probably only two or three million adherence in that denomination. Um, and I mean I know in Minnesota there's over 300 churches that are part wow. of the UCC, but I would say probably it's a like, lot to me. It, it is, but some of those churches are probably the size of as many people meet here, which right here there's what five or six of us. So there might be still churches that as two people. The church will be, you know, yes. the church building all these things, but yeah, so, there's that. that was a segue into the UCC.
2: Yeah, but I feel like a lot of UCC kids grow up with other UCC kids, and Southern oh, God kids grow up with Southern yeah, right. kids, and yeah. you know, well, Southern Baptists grow up with yeah. Southern Baptist kids. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's
0: so, tribalism yeah. at its at its finest.
2: My and best yeah. friend was a
0: Lutheran.
1: Whoa, yeah. Hey, <laughs> my best friend was <laughs> Catholic.
2: Stones throw from. See,
1: yeah. That's really branching out. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: So, it, so in so my very small town. There is mostly Lutheran, and then there is one Catholic church, there's one Baptist church, and those are the weirdos, you know, oh. um, because there was like I don't know forty of them. And I mean, granted, that's a large demographic in that small town, but I mean, we probably had a hundred families at our church, and you know? we were like, but the Lutheran church had like two hundred. So mm-hmm.
3: the people went for the hot dishes. I mean, really, and the booyahs. I know.
0: What is a booyah? Is that more Lutheran?
3: I have no idea. I don't even know what that is.
2: You know what a booyah is? I've heard of bring your own booyah, BYOB. That's it.
1: No, I have no idea what that means.
2: Well, BYOB means bring your own bottle.
0: Yeah, booyah. Yeah, old Certain booyah. churches did a booyah, and I think it's just like a big. Cook off or cook huh. out, mm-hmm. and they just like to say booyah. I don't know,
1: just like a booyah.
0: Maybe we should wrap it up because I know I'm getting tired. We all have work tomorrow.
3: Um, <laughs> but I feel like we're going on a tangent.
0: Huh? Well, maybe on a tangent, but it's not, it was one of those conversations that didn't have to be super long. But and we all was,
4: totally agreed, <laughs> well, yeah. And that was, that's the
0: thing, we all yeah. totally agreed. But I think that <laughs> comment that that family member made. Really, in hindsight, he probably put his foot in his mouth. Well, that, I think that sentiment is what we're all
2: reacting against. Mm-hmm. We're not. I mean, if someone if someone claims they're only moral because of their religion, that could be true. You know, like yeah. You know, I work with some addicts and stuff, or people who just got out of prison, and they're like, "Man, all I have is Jesus." And mm-hmm. like my brother is a con, like he's a fe- he's a felon. He's he was incarcerated for like, 15 years, and he's out. And he's super into church, you know. He's mm-hmm. and not in like a not in a bad way, but he's like, no, Jesus keeps me from breaking the law, and so like that gives him his moral code. There you go. But okay. that's I mean, but he, I mean, he's never studied religion. He you know he probably doesn't even know why he's supposed to do it. He's just like mm-hmm. Jesus keeps me out of it, and like for someone like my brother, I get that. Yeah, it makes but perfect for sense. For me, it wouldn't make any sense.
0: Well, and I think what this individual in, in my family, I've had talks with them saying, the only reason you do good things, the only reason you're not out there cheating on your wife, you're not a deadbeat father, you know, all this stuff, is it because you're not inherently in the deep part of you a good person, or are you only saying you're not doing any of these things because of your faith? That's where I kind of have to... You know, push back and say you shouldn't be that kind of a person just because your God, quote unquote, tells you in Scripture to do it. You should be that type of person, a good person, irregardless of religion. I think all mm-hmm. of us can are agreeing that at the table. It shouldn't be your tribe, which is your religion or your people group, or your friend group. You should do nice things and good things to people because we're human beings. Well, they deserve it. Well, yeah, whether they deserve it or not. Like, we should just, and that's to me, the crux, if you're a Christian, that's the crux of the gospel is to love do. people.
2: Yeah, the image of God. There's never no better love unless it gives up your life for your friends.
0: Yeah, and I think, and that all is kind of, even though it's kind of tangential in some ways. But I think everything what we've said has brought it back into that, that morality kind of picking mm-hmm. apart that phrase whether it's going to the well using that analogy looking at like it, other religions
2: Having it mean, Buddha
3: but, Well, still You know
0: okay. It's it just bring it, it, bring just that. Good. Bring so. it up
2: <laughs> Yeah And I think it's it's hard too with because uh, you grew up with them so it's strange that I think it's it's strange when you're like, I think my brother should believe similar things to what I believe. So when you hear a family member who's that dear to your heart saying something that's you know, off the radar for you, you're like, Ooh, Wait, what? You know? It's like if you were our Hillary supporter and then your spouse is like, No, nah, I'm going Trump and you're like, Wait, we share all this and right.
1: and yet we're, we're
2: so, so far yeah. I don't
3: understand. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense.
2: Not trying to endorse either. But I think no, yeah. we know who we are. <laughs> so,
3: maybe let's
0: wrap this business up for today and then we'll be back in two weeks for our next talk so
4: cue outro
0: music peace